Robin Mitchell and John Hendricks, and joining us, our sheriff, Brian Hano. Morning, guys. Yeah, good morning, Brian. Good morning. So uh, can you tell us anything about that situation Sunday night in Kyla? Have we figured out what happened? Uh, yeah, we had some individuals that um, uh, essentially got an altercation. One individual went to the hospital. Um, we did have to um, uh, take one in custody in reference to you know the violence, that kind of stuff. Um, the, the other portion that, you know, um, kind of when we started looking into it was uh, the individuals were, were here from another country. Um, so we had to work with our federal partners and do some of that oh kind of gosh. stuff to, oh. to kind of process that. Oh, so. so it's a little more complicated than just a, a, a little fight. You know, I, I find my world becomes more and more complicated every time I do it. But uh, again, they, uh, I, I will give a lot of credit to our local um, Border Patrol and HSI. They were they assist us dr- dramatically. Um, and also, um, you know, in, in communication with our, our delegations here in the state of Montana, they helped us really um, work through the process and get those individuals, move, you know, out of here to, mm-hmm. um, to get them to a better location. So. I wonder what the connection between them and Kyla? You know, I, I think in a lot of scenarios that we see specifically, uh, we'll call it detaching to the, the high volume of construction that we're having around here, is they are all um, residing in one location. Um, and then, you know, we get calls for service in those. And oftentimes it's not, you know, one or two people, but it could be multiple people in the same mm. residence. So. All right. Mm. Well, thank you for shedding a little light on that for us. We have uh, been wondering exactly how all that came together because it sure was weird. It was. I mean, and, uh, you know, again, back on the other parts is it takes us, our whole community, whether that be, you know, Calspo Police helped us out, um, and we all kind of were able to, to create a, a better resolution at the end of that to try to gather everything up with the best information we can. Hmm. Um, and great. I mean, we have a lot of wonderful uh, law enforcement officers here that they were able to uh, take care of that issue. So, Well, we've got a new addition to our canine team. We do. We're working that process right now. Um, it's a little sad to see, uh, you know, Misty's having some, um, we're going to slow her down a little bit. And so mm-hmm. we're working on the next step in that process, which is, you know, start purchasing of another uh, canine portion to, to add back to the the crew. Uh, we mm-hmm. have four right now. Uh, we were very fortunate to have two that came from us from other agencies. And then we have uh, Victor, who's still around, who's doing our drug and narcotics. And then uh, this new one will be uh, uh, an apprehension and probably uh, will be future will be the explosive portion will be added. Yes. Mm. Now, these dogs, uh, where do you get them? Yes, yeah, so I'm learning a lot here, too. So the, uh, at lots of time, there's vendors. Um, the vendors are kind of, you know, scattered around the, the United States, but uh, we rely heavily on the individuals with the expertise. Um, we have some volunteers. Uh, Mr. Skinner, who is a volunteer with us, um, he uh, provides some information for where he gets his. Um, and then we have handlers within the organization that came from Otherwise, and they've had some experience. And generally what you do is you kind of talk to these vendors, look, they kind of identify what you're looking for, and then they um, kind of purchase these dogs from all over the world. Uh, and then there's kind of a selection process. So that's kind of where we're at. Uh, we were fortunate to have the funding to be able to um, start to to move forward on that process and now we're we're kind of shopping right now so, okay. so are these dogs trained before you get them yeah a lot of them are imprinted on, on a certain aspect of it they might not have everything right off the bat uh, but again back to our, our quality staff that we've been able to, to hire from other organizations that have come here they 
uh, have that skills and abilities to kind of add that as we go. But generally, they're going to come in with some patrol aspects, general behavior, that kind of stuff. Um, and then when they come to us, they we will start a training program because the handler's got to learn stuff too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. uh, someone who's gone through the training and done it uh, in uh, the the sentry dog program that I was a part of in Vietnam, very very different from what we have now because these dogs really had one purpose, and that was to search, search out, and if necessary, destroy. Um, we didn't let them do that unless there was no other alternative, but uh, we called them the four-footed radar. And uh, it's just amazing what they were able to do in pitch dark. I mean, you couldn't even see the hand in front of your face, and they could lead you around, and they could spot problems ahead. It was amazing. But now these dogs, my gosh, you can teach them to sniff out marijuana and then tell them, well, you can't do that anymore because it's legal. (laughs) It just blows my mind what you're able to do with these dogs. Yeah, none of ours were imprinted on marijuana. Uh, All of ours were, we kind of saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, it's it's amazing what they can do. And I, I guess, you know, even uh, explosives and now the electronic devices for, you know, the, the child pornography cases and everything else. Uh, but then the other one is we have this great volunteer group that does search and rescue. And I mean, they can do everything from, um, you know, to tracking and trailing to uh, finding individuals, you know, the cadaver dogs, they can... Um, you know, uh, help us in, in water operate. I mean, there's just a, a variety of things that each one does. And they are so, a lot of times they're so energetic to do it because they're, that's what sure. they're driving. Oh, they so. love to do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I didn't know I had a hero living down from no, the street geez, from me. Hardly. I mean, but you did go to hedges. So, I mean, there is some, <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. the baseline. Of yeah, the a street. lot of us who went to hedges well, did great things. Up great things. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> that is true. But we'll have to talk about that another time. But these dogs that you have now, um, First of all, the fact that you can work them off leash, that was something we could never do. Yeah. We could never let them off leash. Uh, but they walk around a crowd and uh, they don't bother anybody except somebody who needs to be bothered. Yeah, I, I, I swear, you know, the, when you watch uh, their handlers and the dogs do things, it's almost like you can see that dog look back at the handler and go like, are you sh- sure you want me to do this? And, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of that they become yeah. very bonded as a partnership. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. so we, this will be our fourth dog. This will be the fourth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you got, that means you got four, four handlers too. Yeah. So we just added another one. Um, he's, you know, uh, going to learn a lot in the next uh, month or two. And then, um, you know, we are looking at probably, you know, discussions of the fifth dog at this point. But uh, mm-hmm. again, that, that staffing number is what we're always balancing, right? So you're trying to ensure that we have the patrol guys and everything else. Uh, but um, yeah, I think with the utilization and as much as we're seeing them used, uh, you know, especially the explosives with all these threats that we're getting to yeah. our facilities and schools and everything else, um, you know, explosive dogs are, are a great asset to us being able to clear them, get kids back into school and provide the best safety that we can for our community. Well, we had a situation like that up in Columbia Falls not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, and and right now, like I said, uh, we, we do have that capabilities a little bit, but one dog can only do so much, and so sure. I th- we're really seeing this this asset as the next step. Where are these dogs housed? Uh, so most of them will you know live with the handlers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely you know some aspects we have to buy. The cars are a little more expensive, you know, because you have to put the cage systems in the fans, the pop doors, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of expense when you come to this type of discussion. But uh, generally, they're housed there. If the so, so if the individual is going out of town, uh, we do have the opportunity to you know put them in other places, or another handler can pick them up and bring them into their homes. 
Now, these handlers also are cross-trained as regular deputies. Yeah, they all start off that way. Generally, you know, mm-hmm. they're five, six-year deputies uh, that are taking on this role. It's a very, both very competitive when people were trying out for this position this last mm-hmm. time. So, well, it's uh, it's not a it's not an easy thing to do. No, and uh, it's also something that. Uh, you're 24 hours a day, seven days a week when you own an animal like that. Yes, exactly. Um, but the bond and the partnership is is huge for them. Uh, but again, it's this community that, you know, supported the first two. Uh, we were fortunate to get the other two from, you know, uh, some other agency portions that were the trading kind of type of mm-hmm. things. And then now we're to this point where uh, amazing community support for the systems. Well, the Montana Highway Patrol has dogs, mm-hmm. and I think Kalispell's got uh, uh, at least one. One, I think, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about the others, uh, agencies, Whitefish, Columbia Falls? Not, no, not at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, a lot of entities have had them, and again, um, I think as the county, we are, you know, we're dealing with so much, we're spread out, um, and mm-hmm. we're really kind of pushing towards that, having one available for for our our staff every day you know as we we kind of deal with some some mm-hmm. tough stuff sometimes so. so if you need one in columbia falls you guys can jump in yes exactly which we saw the other day yep. with a situation at, uh, at the school there uh, somebody put in a it was a false one thank goodness but you were able to clear that situation in just a matter of a, an hour or so yeah, working with schools, uh, doing a lot of different things, looking at the validity of what the threat is. Um, but again, we we want to ensure that we do it. But even the clearing of large major events and and um, you know doing that pre op pre safeties. But again, it's I, I I'd love to say we're not going to see more of this, but I hate to say it, I, I feel like we're going to see this continuation. And again, keeping kids in school is a, is a huge priority, but also ensuring mm-hmm. their safety. Yeah. Well, Robin is uh, our scam guy. <laughs> he yeah. seems to he seems to come across every scam that comes along and reports it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in Whitefish, they uh, got alerted, I guess, to somebody calling and saying that they were with the Whitefish Sheriff's Office. Mm. <laughs> uh, I guess the locals could have picked up on that, but then again, people are vulnerable. So what can you tell us about that? Oh, man, that that has been, you know, I, I think a lot of the stuff we're seeing over in, um, you know, Israel and the Middle East and that kind of stuff is triggering a lot of these extra mm. scans for money. Um, again, I will say, you know, it, the biggest thing is, is that, you know, when they're using our name, at first, it kind of angers me a lot. But <laughs> second of all, um, law enforcement generally is not going to call you and ask you to go to Target or some machine to deposit money. Or I, I mean, that's the scam, right? Yeah. Um, the other one is we need to really be aware now, um, you know, clicking on things like we have to be monitoring everything. The first thing that, you know, a lot of things that we're instructed to and in our worlds and everything else is look who it's from. Yeah. And if you start yeah. to see it's not from a, you know, if it's from an AOL address or something off that you wouldn't expect it from, they don't click on anything. And yeah. They just delete it and yeah. get, get on with it. Um, but again, the vulnerabilities is generally they're using us as kind of that portions. Uh, we had that jury mess that was going on. I, they they kind of use that against us. Uh, but now it's kind of the, the biggest thing is looking at those aspects. I will tell you, if if we need to get a hold of you, we will get a hold of you. But we're, I mean, especially when they're saying you have a warrant for your arrest or something along those lines. It didn't show up for jury duty. Yeah, it, yeah. And and the, the reality of that is, is there's a lot better process. The deputy will probably come to your door if we have an issue of that type. Again, I will say that I I haven't really never seen that 
you know, you yeah. didn't show up for jury selection as a warrant. Yeah. Uh, majority of what I've seen is you don't show up for court for a case. Yeah. That's where we see the warrants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that case, you're going to get a visit. Yes. Then we would. Yes. Yeah. And right. I, I, I have not a phone caller. I happen <laughs> to think email. on this one that uh, these people could even be outside of the area. Oh yeah. A lot of those are tracked back on the on uh, um, the IP addresses. Yeah. And they skip all over and then they end up overseas. Absolutely. I think the majority of what we see is is coming from overseas. And that's why they want a card. Yeah. I yeah. guess. What's happening legally with this? There's got to be some way to protect the consumer from these scams, and it just seems like they skirt the law every time they do what they do. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that is, um, it, you know, upgrading of security systems on all computers is, is probably what we're all seeing day to day. The second thing is education, kind of like we're doing right now. And the third one is probably going to require an investigation tools that, that – you know, is going to be require an advancement again of, of systems that, that, you know, we're still working on. Um, mm-hmm. And we've seen that adaption through law enforcement for years is another tactic that criminals will use to try to do something and we change our ways and then we start to do that mm-hmm. portions of it. But security softwares are, they're constantly looking for, you know, better opportunities mm-hmm. to block things, to do those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, education to say, hey man, if it, it's changed our dynamics, it's harder to make a phone call and say, hey, this is deputy so-and-so in reference to something. And, you know, we get hung up on it, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, now we're having to kind of communicate back. Um, education on where, looking at those emails more directly and saying, hey, what the, the wording's not right. Or, um, you know, Whitefish Sheriff, uh, which, yeah. yeah. And I've had the calls too, which is very fun for me. I try to stall them for like an hour and a half and say, oh, really? You're the sheriff? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, let's have a conversation yeah, about right. that. You know, and, but again, it, you can tell that majority of it's overseas. It's hard to go knock on their door. Um, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to let me fly out a Probably not. No. So a lot of that's education, investigative tools, that kind of stuff. I think we're seeing mm-hmm. those advancements, and I think security software companies are really uh, trying to do their part, too, to try yeah. to, to better that. See, I guess it's the modern version of the chain letter, you know, yeah. a way of trying yeah. to leverage money out but of somebody. You know, doggone it, this phone. And it yeah. just it drives me crazy. Uh, I bought this phone. I pay for the service. Why then am I the victim of these guys who think it's public property? Yeah, and, and then the other one is they're changing their numbers, right? They use apps to change their numbers yes. so it looks like a local number. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I, you know, we, we block what we can, but it, they'll, they'll adapt to do different things. I, I would agree with you that the cell phone um, makes you work a lot more too. But yeah. the, the biggest thing is uh, I, I really envy the flip phone days. I, <laughs> <be honest>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty darn handy. Yeah. For those listeners that don't know what a flip phone is, it was CIO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't, didn't have apps and stuff. <laughs> yeah, boy. Rotary dial phones. Yeah, so. it was like uh, in the days when a phone was used to talk to somebody. Party lines. Yeah. 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 yeah, I was lucky because uh, my dad was a fireman, and uh, we had a private line because they always had to be able to reach him. He was a captain on the Kalispell Fire Department, and so I was one of the few kids in our neighborhood that had a private line. Everybody else was on the party line. Yep. Mm. You were the cool kid. Oh, <laughs> That's for sure. right. The teenage line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but by the same token, we had to keep it open, too, because we didn't have call waiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the busy signal. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anything else you want to tell us about uh, the things you guys are doing? 
Uh, I'll give a plug. So uh, a lot of the fundraising portions that go to the canine, uh, which is, oh, is generally okay. community-based, is mm-hmm. going to the Flathead Canine Foundation. They have a website uh, that supports our search and rescue dogs and our uh, our, our new new um, apprehension and explosive dog that, that is going to come in. Um, we're already seeing a huge support for that. And we would greatly appreciate that. That's how we can operate those systems um, mm-hmm. and, and keep it manageable for, you know, the budgetary processes and everything else. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's uh, amazing um, to be, I won't call it as, as great as I would love. I'd love to see a few more staff at, at the side, but uh, I'm only one down right now. We're, we got somebody in the hopper wow. to do that. Um, and again, I think it's, it's, it's a bright day when you, you feel that relief a little bit. Let's guys have a little more of our vacation times and everything else. Um, and then we're heading into summer. And so we're kind of planning on our projects and how we're going to mm-hmm. move forward with that. Um, but again, I, I will give a shout out. The staff is amazing. Um, we have a lot of great men and women in our organization. Um, but we have a lot of great men and women uh, throughout the law enforcement. And, and I'd like to thank you for being the first public official who has uh, reassured us we're heading into summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for they it. said it wasn't going to snow tonight. <laughs> I know. Um, earlier this morning, I'm just going to slip a little bit here. Uh, earlier this morning, we talked with uh, Pete Melnick, mm-hmm. and uh, he's our, our county commission. Uh, administrator. Yeah, administrator. And uh, he was talking a bit about the jail, and he said, you're deeply involved in that. Um what sorts of things do you want to see in our new jail? Should we be lucky enough to get one? Well, I think the biggest one is, you know, and not to bring up the bridge in Big Fork, but, you know, everything that we have is is aging out, um, you know, and I think that's part of a lot of the issues we've had, infrastructure issues. Uh, the, the biggest thing that, that I'm looking for is that when we do this project, that we do it right to ensure that it's it's going to sustain it for long future, mm-hmm. and we're not having to go back and, and keep doing this. Uh, the second thing is is I think um, the the changing of the environment of who we have to house. It, it, we have to adapt to that. Um, mental health has been a bit, big aspect for us. Uh, some violent criminals being able to keep them housed separately. Single cell units is one of the biggest issues we've had. Um, but again, I think over overall, you know, I, I, I we're doing some jail tours, I think, today with some folks, and it, it's it's very blocky, right? We've added on to it, and, and now we kind of need to go to a system where our, our staff can be safe and look at all these different aspects and have options to electronically do things rather than trying to manually open doors and do that kind of stuff. But uh, building it for the future is probably the biggest thing that I would say is, you know, um, you you have to kind of evaluate that. And, you know, I don't think we should put a jail upstairs of offices anymore. I'm going to tell you that, uh, pipes break as we just found out from, the- <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we have water oftentimes in our investigation or offices. And I, I mean, so those types of things are kind of the struggles we're running into with that facility. Um, but again, I, I think, locations where we're going to put it in kind of building for the future because everything is kind of expanding so fast and i really think building it for you know that 20-year mark is is that main goal so well the current jail we have you must have been a pretty young man when that was built yeah so that was what 1987 so i was what 10 years old yeah so uh (laughs) i remember walking into it with my dad i think dupont was sheriff and they were doing tours uh, but yeah, I mean, and it, it sustained its life. You, you remember that that yeah. was a long running uh, mm-hmm. facility. We added on, we adapted it many times, but 
we're just kind of getting to that point. You, we, we can't throw Band-Aids anymore. And I would imagine they can use that space uh, in the public service building there for other things. There's always need for space, I will tell you that. That All is, right. you know, even us, we're kind of, cr- we've crammed everybody into, into closets and offices <laughs> to try to make it work, and uh, and that's good. It's just now we're, we've kind of got a couple more people here, and we're trying mm-hmm. to, to still cover the service levels that yeah, right. we can. Brian Haino, as always, thanks so much. appreciate all the hard work you and your deputies do to keep us safe. You bet. Thank you. KGEZ 2020 News, always local, always up to date. All right.